All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Jay Davis Show. Today, we are very excited to have Robert Keller with us. Welcome, Robert. What's going on? Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, well, why don't you start with telling you, former military, why don't you tell us kind of your bio and how you got to be where you are? Yeah, that, that, that could take two hours. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit different path for me going in the military. Uh, I didn't go in the military until I was 24 years old. And before that, uh, I played golf professionally. So I went from playing golf to going right in the military. So that was kind of a, a shocker to my, my family and friends when I did that. Uh, but then went in the military and uh, spent 24 years in the military. Pretty much all, all those years being uh, in the uh, special ops community. Started out in regular Italian special forces, then ended up at a place called the unit. Um, now I'm retired. That's what the quick version of, of how I got involved. <laughs> Love it. What, what, what like sparked, I mean, like going from golf, what, yeah. what, like I'm trying to do the math. That probably wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't 9-11. It was probably right no. before that. Was there no, something that sparked it or just. When I had, I had some breaks in service too. Like I'm, my, my initial goal going to the military wasn't to be a career military guy. It was really just to get the experience. And it was just something I always wanted to do as a kid. Um, so 9-11 brought me back into the military um, when I was in college. So uh, going from the golf thing, oh, and I and one of the one of the big reasons probably was I wasn't a very good golfer. <laughs> when it came to the pros, you know, I wasn't making that much money. It was a great experience. Uh, I was touring with, the, back then it was the Hooters Tour, kind of a stepping stone to the PGA Tour. And um, did some Nike uh, qualifiers um, when I was on the tour with the with Hooters. Played a couple, of, played a couple seasons doing that, and uh, I think I realized it was it was either in Louisiana or Mississippi. Uh, Thursday, Friday, missed the cut. My option is either go to the next tournament, next state, and start practicing for the next tournament, um, or you sit there and, and just party. Well. I think I went back to my hotel room and I, I did some soul searching and realized I was like, I don't like, I literally don't love what I'm doing. Like I, I, I finally realized like I was out on tour just to make money. Like it wasn't, it wasn't for the love of the sport. I think when I, when I was a kid, you know, playing golf, it was because of the love and then it became just a, it was a job and I just wanted to make a million bucks real quick. Um, and I finally realized that I was like, man, I'm, I'm doing this for the money, not because I actually love doing it. And I, I packed my bags, got in my car, drove to Florida. And like two days later, I was in the military. That's, uh, that's kind of what did it. You know, I was just sick of missing cuts, not making money. And I realized that I wasn't doing what I loved and what, what was my passion? Like as a kid growing up, I always wanted to be in the military. It just wasn't like in the cards for me growing up, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't something I was supposed to do. Um, so I think that was my, my true passion. So when the military did a couple of years, um, I, I was always taught you're supposed to go, go get an education, right? So like after, after three years in the military at Ranger Battalion, got out and then went to college, started going to college. Then 9-11 kicked off. Um, like when I was in the military, I did, I did realize I, I like, I wanted to go to war. But there was just, there was nothing going on. So it was boring. I got out when college, 9-11 kicked off. That was my opportunity. Went back in, actually went into, uh, like right into special forces. 
got qualified. And then I think after I got qualified and got my, my lawn cab, which is special forces tab, um, I think like a year later, I was actually in country, like, you know, going to war. And, uh, it, all it took was one, one gunfight, like my first gunfight into it. And I realized like that was my passion in life. And then I ended up staying yeah, my, my whole career. There's several things I want to ask, but one of the things is, I mean, hearing that story, it's like, you're obviously military and that was a passion, but you're obviously also an entrepreneur because no one's that impulsive <laughs> and is not entrepreneurial uh, as a part of their life. Do you think that a lot of guys, why do you think military guys are so entrepreneurial? I've met so many great entrepreneurs who were in the military. Yeah, I have, I have too. Um, what do you think the reasons are? That's actually a really good question. I don't, I don't know. Cause I do know a bunch of guys that when they got out, started their own businesses and I don't, I don't know if it's the fear of just not having a job and they don't want to work for anyone anymore. So, you know, what's, what is the choice? Like have your own business or it's, it's, I, I think like for me and for, and for most of the, most of the guys I know it's the, it's the winning thing, like wanting to be the best. So if you start your own business or, or go into business, it, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like once you get to the level I was at, like the guys I was working with, we, we all have to be the best. It doesn't matter what we're doing. So, you know, when it comes to business, even if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, figuring it out and tell you the best. So, um, yeah, which, which works. It's probably also some, some of the, uh, the risk factor of like when you face death that many times, starting a business is not that scary. <laughs> it could, it, 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 exactly. You almost, I think the, I think the military does a good job of even if the, even if like non wartime stuff, like building confidence in people. Yeah. But I agree Like the, the wars, like, like I'm actually thinking about like starting to train again golf wise to go play the senior tour because <laughs> like when you look back at all the like i've been in hundreds of gunfights you know tons of times that i that i could have died like now nothing matters to me you know I mean, it's like like once you're not that i was ever in the fear of my life because i actually enjoyed you know gunfighting but it is it does kind of like put you in that um that mindset of you you can't do anything you can't do anything wrong, but you can't feel anything. And and if you do, it doesn't matter because it's not life threatening. That's what I always say with like, uh, the best thing for entrepreneurs is to have a failure, like something that just implodes horrible. You owe people money bank. Like those are, I feel like every entrepreneur kind of has some version of that, of something that just went totally sideways. And once you go through that, you're like, oh, that's as bad as it gets. Uh, that's not that bad. Like, yeah, that really sucked. Right. But like, I, I had a business that failed and it was like, I still have my wife. I still have my kids. I still have my house. Like, it's it's not that bad. That's how you should look at it. You know, like, all right, that one's done. Let's draw the next one. It's only going to make you stronger. Uh, and I, so yes, I think that for guys that uh, that do get out and, and do their own businesses from the military, that does help out having, having that background. So after... 24 years in the military, uh, you leave. What what led you to entrepreneurship? How, what was kind of that path? Well, that one, I actually, 
kind of got lucky. I was, I definitely was going to do something like by myself, start my own business. I don't know what, I, I didn't know what it was, but I, I was going to, that was my plan. Um, but with, within like two years of actually getting out, I was in a position uh, that brought me down to Florida in my last couple of years. It, it was like a nine to five job. It was still considered special ops, like where I was working, but it was literally a nine to five job where I, I actually had weekends off and could do things. And what got me into the shooting, like construction stuff, that was, that was being an instructor, especially on the shooting side was never in the cards for me. I, that was not something that I actually had passion in or wanted to do. But, but those last couple of years, uh, I started working with some, uh, some SWAT guys. So cops, you know, on, on the, on the SWAT side and, and regular, regular cops were coming through the range that I was working at, um, at SOCOM in the military. And there was civilians every once in a while that were at the range too, which my whole career in the military, starting on range battalion, going to SF, going to the unit. I had never been to a public shooting range. I had, I had never shot with the normal, like with the public or with cops. Like it was, I was, it was not, wasn't compartmentalized, but I mean, I kind of was lived in my own little bubble, like on the shooting ranges and shooting, like only shooting with special ops guys. So I only knew what I knew. Like I, I figured all law enforcement, like knew what they were doing with the firearms and especially like SWAT teams. I thought all SWAT teams would be similar to like the efficiency of, of where we're at or where I was at. Well, when I started working with these guys or at least watching them on the range, I was like, it was an eye opener on how bad of shooters they were. And just on the, the training that were, or what they were training on was not the right stuff. So I started helping them, like giving them tips and then like, especially on like the safety, like on the civilian side, helping, helping civilian shooters, like just on the safety side, getting, making them aware of, uh, weapons handling and being safer. Um, and, and I like tons of feedback, like, holy crap, no one's ever told me this. This was, this is something that I would have never thought of. And same thing with like on the, on the SWAT team too, they were saying, this is stuff that we haven't heard in 20 years. And to me, I was like, this is like day one, this is day one stuff at the unit. So, uh, when I realized like, like the need for training, like to getting the word out to doing it the right way, like I have, I have a lot of knowledge, uh, a lot of gunfights under my belt where a lot of people have never been in a gunfight. I, I said, I could, I could probably help people out. It was, it was initially it wasn't for the money. It was literally just to get better information out on, on doing the right thing with your firearms. Um, and then that kind of rolled into starting giving classes, started making money. I was like, holy crap, like, you know, these are filling up, like I'm making, I can make some good money doing this. And then it kind of just morphed into the business from there. And I've been doing it for eight years now. Um, so I, that's how it started. Not because that was the business I picked. It was just, it was the need for better firearms training out there. Like I, I literally didn't even like instructing when I started doing it. I think that's almost every great business though. Every great business. I always say that one of my, my tricks of the trade that I use when talking to people that we might invest in or work with is anytime someone comes in and they're like, here's how I've, I've mapped this all out and here's how we're going to become billionaires. I'm always like, Oh, big red flag. Uh, when someone comes in, they're like, I just kind of got going and 
I mean, that's how we started our agency, Pillow Cube. A lot of these brands was just, man, there's a need here and I like solving it. It's really fun solving this problem for people. And I love hearing that feedback. And it's like, I don't really want to do this per se. It's not like I've planned this out for 10 years. It was just like kind of luckily happened. So um, that's, that's how I feel what happened with me. Cause I ended up, I ended up loving my job. I'm sick of traveling. Like I go all over the country traveling agencies uh, or the training agencies and military and law enforcement and civilians. I'm sick of that, but I, I truly do still love instructing. Like when you see people actually learning stuff that they've never been uh, taught before and they've been shooting for 20 years, it's, it's a good, it's a good feeling. So I, I do like instructing now. I'm just sick of traveling. And that's why I started uh, RangeWorks, which is the range facility I own um, in Florida. That kind of more from the instruction side because I was doing classes all over the country. So I'm, I'm using other people's ranges every weekend for classes. And I, I, I realized most of these ranges are, they're, they're run horribly. Like not only are the ranges bad, the facilities bad, they like, when you go to a facility that could be really cool, you'd be like, man, I'd, I'd like to do this, this, and this. And then you're, you're seeing how they're running it. It was like, I could, I could definitely do better. Well, and so over, over the years, I was like, I, I'd like to start my own range and do it my way, the way that I think that it should be run and, and how it should be set up. Um, so I got the opportunity to do it, started my own range. So that's, it's, so that's, that's probably the big business. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the other that was the other thing too. I was like, man, I'm sick of traveling. If I had my own range, they could come to me. So, yeah, that's kind of the the end game um, to like my retirement is just being able to stay down here, have people come to me, and then just run run the shooting range. Uh, well, this is a selfish question because I don't really care if the listeners care about this, but I care about this. So, uh, what are those things that you would tell someone? I love to shoot. Uh, one of my favorite things is taking people who say they hate shooting or, you know, don't think it's fun. And I'm like, just go with me. And me and my wife both like to shoot. And, and so we take, uh, like we'll take the youth from our church, uh, shooting. And it's so fun seeing people being like, this is really cool. Like, it is fun. And, and you teach them safety and all that stuff. But what are some of those mechanics that you would say like most people don't do or know? Uh, well, I mean, you can, you can talk about fundamentals that people don't know. I think the biggest thing that people don't train on, either, you know, like if you don't know what you're doing or if you do and know what you're doing, the, the biggest thing people uh, take for granted or never practice is media action drills. So if something, if something happens to your gun, like it's going bang, 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 and all of a sudden it goes click and nothing happens, like you need to be able to clear that gun to get it back on target. No one practices you know, doing a media exercise, like when you have a malfunction. Um, so that's one of those things I, I just, for it doesn't matter what class it's, or what class it is or who I'm teaching, like I'll make everyone start off with the media action drills. Um, that's, that's a, like a, all the viewers probably are like, what the heck's he talking about? And it's hard to explain. <laughs> but if you're shooting your gun, it's not working anymore. You have to be able to get it back into operation. Yeah, that's one uh, big one. Like for uh, for rifle, that I see the the biggest the biggest thing for controlling the gun is just stance. I mean, there's like you have to do stance, grip, sight alignment, sight picture, 
trigger pull that all comes into play. But I think the biggest one that people that people don't do well is the stance when it comes to the rifle because the rifle is going to push you. It's going to want to push you back. Well, you got to have a really aggressive stance. Uh, when it comes to pistol shooting, probably the biggest one is is the grip. Like where your hands are on the gun, how you're controlling the gun. Is it the left hand, right hand controlling the gun? All things. If you come to one of my classes, I'll teach you. <laughs> but like those are the the one thing for each rifle, rifle and pistol. Stance is probably the biggest one for uh, for rifle. Grip is probably the biggest one for pistol. I definitely don't practice uh, clearing the guns in in the case of a malfunction. Yeah, well, it's crazy. Like if you're ever in a situation where you're using it for self defense to save your own life. And it goes down, and the other guy's gun is still working. You're done. But a lot of people don't know how to clear their their guns. It should be the one of the. It should be the first thing that beginner uh, beginner learns. I'm going to do some homework. <laughs> Just come to a class. I would love it. I would love to. I'll be. Uh, I'll, I will find a time. We'll talk after, and and we will come to Florida. We love it. Um, well, what's one of the things? So you made this shift from military into entrepreneurship, what's been one of the most surprising things that you feel like transferred well and was like a good, like, man, I already learned that in military. What was something that was new that was like, oh, that I didn't expect that or or that was just a new skill I had to learn? Well, I, I, right off the bat, like some stuff that you don't learn in the military. I mean, you do, you do paperwork in the military, but not the same that you would do for a business. So just learning the ins and outs of that, like a sip. Like something as simple as just setting up an LLC. Like they don't teach you that in the military. So, I mean, that was just something that I had to figure out, you know, not that that's hard, but like just the paperwork side of starting up a business, that was, that was probably the hardest thing. And, and, you know, getting all the, all the accounts set up to take, to take money and getting your website set up like that, that's stuff that was never taught in the military. So to me, that was the hardest thing is, is the admin side of, cause I, I do everything myself with with both businesses i was gonna say it's sadly not taught anywhere i went to college for entrepreneurship and they don't teach you any of that stuff it was uh, it was like why didn't you guys start with that like here's how to sell up an llc here i mean there's still things i've done i mean we've started a bunch of businesses and there's still times where i'm like oh we didn't file that freaking you know 86b that saves us all these taxes like why oh my gosh it's a whole checklist of things. Yeah, that actually that would have been that's that's something that it would have been nice to have like a checklist. Like here's where's where you need to start, and then after you get this done, you got to go do this, and you got to go do this. Yeah, I, just like you said, I forgot forgot the file stuff. I I remember like getting something like two years after I started Yamp Resolutions, and like I don't think I was like incorporated in Florida, like the LLC was set up in Georgia, but I never actually like filed in Florida or something. So I was like, oh, I got to do that. It's just stupid stuff, but uh, like the, the, the attitude wise and the working hard and the never quitting that, that comes from the military. And I think I had that anyhow, like, you know, within me, yeah, like all the admin stuff. Yeah. That would have been something that'd have been nice to have someone to, to lean on for that, but all great experiences. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's, it really is interesting. I'm actually, we have someone on our team working on a checklist. So when we finish it, I'll send it over to you so that, cause it's every time we do it, I'm like, ah, how have we not made this, you know? So it's, it's super fascinating. 
Um, someone comes to you, your your kids even, and says, you know, Dad, I want to start something, uh, but I'm afraid or I'm struggling. What what's kind of your advice for them? I think we kind of went over that a little bit, but what 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 are some of those things you kind of tell those people who want to jump into entrepreneurship and are scared to get started or just struggling to get started? Just do it. I mean, just do it, fail. If it fails, do another one. Well, I have actually had guys I work with ask me that, like, how did you do it? And what, what should I do? And that's exactly what I told them. I was like, just do it. Like, you'll figure it out. I mean, that might not be the right answer for, for every civilian. You might have to soften that a little bit. But like, I know the guys that I work with, like their work ethic, literally they're going to make anything work. I mean, they're scared to do it, which surprises me from what they've been through. But I, I guarantee that one, that moment that they actually step into it, they're not going to let it fail. Or they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to keep going and figure it out. And then if it fails, start another one. But the biggest thing is just doing it. Like, don't, don't talk about it. You know, like if you're talking about it, you, you want to do it. So do it. Yeah. That's, I think, I think that's the commonality is you see people who it almost becomes, uh, they almost fall in love more with talking about it than doing it. And you're like, dude, you're, 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 you're falling in love with daydreaming. It's the fear. I think it's the fear of failing for the guys I know. And probably, I mean, even civilians too, they don't want to be that person. They don't want to let their family down. They don't want their, their parents knowing that they started something and then failed. So, uh, I, I've tr- I kind of related it to like with guys that have asked me is like selection, like in the military, if you want to go to special forces, you have to go to selection. If you want to go to the unit, you got to go to selection. Well, a lot of guys won't even go, like they'll want to go to the unit, but they never do because it's the fear of going to selection and failing. So it's the exact same thing with starting a business. You, you want to talk about it, you want to do it, but it's that fear of after two years, it fails. And now you're the, you know, the idiot that started up, whatever they don't want, they, they just, they don't want to let people down. That's, I always try and tell people like, try and do enough of them until you get to a failure. And that's your success. <laughs> Once you've failed, you've made it as an entrepreneur. So instead of, instead of being so afraid of it, like start enough businesses that you have one that just it's like a rite of passage yes yeah so uh, i love it oh that's awesome well uh what it's amazing how time always flies we 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 just get going and it's so fun uh what would you ask for uh people to do if if someone's listening uh what's what's a great call to action do you want them to come to your range do you want them to do a class what what's kind of a good call to action for them uh, you're, you're trying to make me sell myself. Exactly. I'm the worst at that. <laughs> no, like, I mean, if we're talking firearms, yeah, absolutely. You know, sign up for a class. Um, especially people that are on the fence and they don't own a firearm, but now are listening. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe I should do it. Uh, I think like if you start researching I'm not, I'm not toot my own horn at all, but a lot of people will research other instructors like from the unit when they think that they're not good enough to come to one of our classes. Well, like it's the fear of, oh my gosh, 
he was at this level. Everyone going to his class must be awesome shooters. Well, I don't want to go there and be a dork, right? Like come to one of my basic classes. It doesn't matter if you have never pulled the trigger once, never even held a gun. Like any of my basic classes start from like day one beginner all the way up to advanced shooters. So it doesn't like all my intro classes are, they're set up for that. So yeah, I'd say anyone listening, if, like if, if you've ever shot a firearm and you want to learn, I would say I'm, I'm pretty good at teaching you. <laughs> and then you can sign up at, uh, or go to my website, which is gamberesolutions.com. It has the schedule on everything. Um, and then if you're ever in Florida and you want to check out uh, Rangeworks, uh, that's, that's rangeworks.com. You can get all the information on that too. Love it. Well, thank you again, Robert. Uh, time flew. It was great talking. Thanks for sharing some advice and some, some lessons learned. Uh, I'm sure they were, they were not easy to learn. Uh, as it always is with entrepreneurship. So thanks again. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. It was awesome. Awesome.